Welcome to the Fitness Nerdcast. I'm your co-host Ryan Smith with fellow coach Stephanie Holbrook, where we get a chance to geek out on all things fitness and bring it to you. First off, things presented here are our opinions developed with over 40 years of combined experience. We are not medical doctors and any information presented here is purely informational. If you'd be interested in working with us, please email us at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com or hop over to our website and blog at fitnessnerdspodcast.com. While you're online, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fitnessnerdspodcast. Now on with the show. Hey, good morning, Coach Stephanie. Good morning, Coach Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you this morning? I'm doing fabulous as well. And welcome to another Fitness Nerdcast. Yes. Well, what's been uh, happening in your life? Anything well, exciting? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, some we had uh, just this past weekend, we had the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati, which I am one of the wellness team consultants for the, for the Flying Pig. So, very cool race that we have in Cincinnati. We have about 38,000 people, I believe, in Cincinnati this weekend for between the, everything from a 5K and a fur run all the way up to a full marathon. So it was a um, great weekend. Well, yeah. I have not quite that exciting, but um, my training buddy, who I used to train with for a long time, he called me up and said, hey, you want to start working out again? It was really fun to start working out with my old training buddy. We used to work together at 24-Hour Fitness. It just makes you push yourself so much harder, especially when you're training with someone. It was really fun. We flipped tires yesterday. And well, we did deadlifts, and apparently my deadlifts are not quite what they used to be, which was pretty sad. <laughs> I started warming up where I used to warm up. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my work set. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, we did bench press and some cable routine, and I was like, oh my goodness, I forgot how much I liked working out like that. Right. I always try to get my kids to work out with me, and they completely blow me off. Yeah. It's harder so, with family. Yeah, and so um, I told him, he was saying, if I had a mom like you, I'd work out every day. <laughs> I'm like, well, you are my adopted child, so that's right. <laughs> because my own children won't work out with me. But today's podcast is how to fix your sleep. Right. So that's pretty important because if you don't sleep, you don't recover, you right. don't heal. Right don't heal, our brain doesn't work, you wake up, you're already groggy. I mean, there's so many things that come from not sleeping. And that's actually probably one of the number one issues that kind of goes across the board for the United States is people just deal with, they don't have good sleep. I mean, it's, you know, it's a hard thing to do and you just never feel good. So that's why we've got, you know, five hour energies and, you know, all these energy drinks and everything that's going on and people are loading up on coffee and everything else and they're just you know, blowing out their adrenals and everything else to try to to try to stay up to get through the day. Right. And you're never going to, you could get all kinds of diseases just from lack of sleep. Anything from a common cold to cancer. Absolutely. Sleep, sleep's when your body repairs. And if it can't repair, then things mm -hmm. start going south. So we, we came up with some things that um, are the best to help fix your sleep. But the first thing you want to do is track your sleep find out where you have the problem. Brian, do you want to talk about the different apps and stuff that are 
out there that help with tracking your sleep? Sure. Yeah. The, the tracking and sleep is probably one of the, the first, you know, tools kind of tracking it for a week to two weeks to see what's going on in your sleep. Are you, you know, are you sleep, trying to sleep eight hours, but you're not getting quality of sleep? So we want to measure that quality. So a couple of things, uh, two devices that a lot of people use are the Fitbit. Uh, so whenever you have the different Fitbit devices, uh, the, the little bit more expensive one. So you've got the Fitbit one and the Fitbit flex and then the new one that's, uh, that they're in the re, re, remodeling process is the Fitbit force and then also the jawbone up. So those are two devices that not only do they measure your movement during the day, but they also track your sleep. So the Fitbit one is what I have and there's a little wristband that I can put on and it will, measure my sleep and then uh, for the alarm clock what it does is I set it on my phone and it vibrates on my wrist to wake me up. Absolutely. So. Well I have the jawbone up mm -hmm. and it does the same thing but I have to say the older model I've replaced it three times because of different problems I've had with it mm -hmm. and they just came out with a newer model and I'm, I'm hoping that it has a lot better durability Right. but I know it, it really looked it when it it's working. Right. So, um, yeah. So those are the first two things. So, I mean, if somebody's tracking movement and we're tracking lots of different things, those two devices are really easy to use. But even beyond that, a probably less expensive option than going out and buying a Fitbit or a Jawbone Up is your smartphone. So whether you have an Android device or an iPhone, like I do, and I know you do as well, we have the uh, there's different uh, apps that are available there. And there, there's some free ones, and then there's usually an upgrade to it that's like 99 cents or a buck 99. The two most common ones that I've used that I really like, one is from a company called Azumio, and we'll have links to it in the in the show notes. But the Azumio app is called Sleep Time, and what that'll do is it does a couple things. It will track your sleep, so you'll put your phone on airplane mode. You'll have it plugged in so that it's can stay face down because it's basically going to be working all night, but you want to shut off all those signals to it. So it'll be on, on airplane mode and it'll measure the movement on your side of the bed. How much time uh, are you in alpha, theta, or delta sleep cycles? And it's, it's a 99 cent app. So it's a great app to use. The other one that I've used and I really like is called Sleep Cycle. And Again, it's a 99 cent app, works really, really well. And the really cool part about both of these apps is you can set an alarm for when you want to wake up. So if I'm, I'm recently getting up at 5 to 5.30 a.m. to get up and get work done in the morning when I'm the freshest. My brain doesn't even realize that I'm awake yet and working. But what it'll do is if I set an alarm for 5, sometime in that 30 minute period beforehand, whenever I'm the most easily awakened, so whenever I'm in a higher sleep cycle, that's when it's going to wake me. So it may be 10 till 5, it may be 15 till 5, and that's when it's going to wake me up. So I'm not jarred awake. Not yeah. so groggy. Oh, absolutely. So whenever you're that's you're already awesome. coming up in that brain cycle, it's it right. works really, really well. So those are uh, the first place to start tracking. That way you can see what's going on in your body. Perfect. So once you find out like, oh... Sometimes you know, like my sleep's crappy. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't know because I, um, me, before I got the jawbone up, I would go to bed before 10 and I would wake up 
at six and theoretically I was getting enough sleep, but I never felt rested until I started tracking with the jawbone up and I realized I was not sleeping at all. I was just tossing and turning and just sort of fake asleep. Mm -hmm. So I was not in the Delta brainwave category. Right. Once you figure that out, then you, we're going to talk about five steps to fix, to help you get into deeper sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, these are all free. So it's perfect for if you don't want to get one of the apps, although apps I think are really helpful to track. Mm -hmm. But um, the first one is block out all lights and sleep in a pitch black room. And that includes smoke detectors and um, your alarm clock covered up with a, like a black shirt. Or if you're using an alarm clock, if you're using a jawbone or, mm. or the Azumio apps, then you know those will wake you up through vibration and get blackout curtains for your windows that's not free but if your bedroom's in the back of the house you can always put foil on the windows so um just find a, a way to um black out the whole room right yeah that's what removing the tvs all those things so all that electronic stuff that's in there again the alarm clock i recommend for any of my clients get the alarm clock out of your room so you've got you've got a phone if even if you're not doing the sleep stuff we can put a an alarm clock on your phone three feet away as long as it's in airplane mode and right. we don't have the light. So, so, yeah, putting black tape over the the light on your smoke detectors, all those things, that's a, that's a huge one. Perfect. And a good book that talks about this is Lights Out by T.S. Wiley. Oh, so, yes. Great um, book. The, uh, so that's number one. Um, number two, winding down before bed. About two hours for before bedtime, start turning off all the overhead lights, making the room darker, um, filtering your computer screen or your TV um, through the Flux app. The TV, you have the Flux app on my um, app on my computer, mm -hmm. and then you can watch movies by plugging it into your TV, and you're going to get all the um, blue light removed. Right. So um, removing, you want all the the digital devices to have the blue light removed because it's it's exciting the melatonin in your skin and right. keeping you awake. Right. Yep. Your body still yep. thinks it's daytime. Yep. A good way to, to see the difference of lights and how it affects you, go camping and find out whenever you get tired when you have no electronics, <laughs> you know. And uh, as soon as the sun goes down, it's 7.30 and you're like, ooh, I'm sleepy. Yes. So... So we're winding down two hours before bed. We're kind of getting rid of those, uh, all those electronics. Fluorescent bulbs are one of the worst things too. So I do recommend LED lights or even, uh, those are the, those are the best ones, especially the LED lights where you can actually change the colors. So you want to start removing those blue lights from that as well. So that's, again, that's a costling, but whenever you're replacing bulbs, I do recommend getting rid of the fluorescent bulbs because they really do affect your sleep. And what's great about LED lights, they're very um, energy efficient. Even though it's a big startup cost to get LEDs, they're going to cut your electric bill, electric bill. And you don't have to replace them very often at all. They, they no, have a really like long years, life. Years, years, and years. Yep. So we've got number two there. So what's number three? No caffeine. Believe it or not, caffeine is not a sleep aid. So um, try to stop drinking caffeine at least what was it eight hours before sleep minimum of eight hours if you're really sensitive to it uh you can you want to lengthen that time but so i always say you don't want to stop drinking uh you don't you want to stop drinking caffeine 
at least by 2 p.m. Usually I try to get most people by noon. Right. And if you're really, really sensitive to caffeine, don't drink it at all. Switch to something like, um, you know, a yerba mate tea or something like that if you want something that's a little, you know, wakes you up, but not not so much caffeine. Actually, i got to tell you about one of my new things that I found that I like, and that is Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Cacao Tea. So it actually has a, oh. a tea. It has a flavor of chocolate. And so it's uh, it's pretty good. It's not as strong as I would like usually in my tea, but it's it's really good. So it's not um, not super caffeinated, but I've that had that too. Yummy. Mm-hmm. I I have had chocolate tea before that I got from the grocery store, but um, you know the stuff from Bulletproof is pretty um, yeah. good quality. It's, so yeah, I'm it's sure. some of the best quality because he makes sure that there is no mold toxins, all of the things that could be inflammatory to your body. He makes sure that they're not there. Yeah, chocolate in the morning. That sounds like a good deal. Yep. So. All right. Going on to number four, going to bed before 1030. The, your sleep cycle, your circadian rhythms. But yeah, so, whatever. well, the problem is, is the main thing is we want to be in bed. So our cortisol, uh, if we're, we have this, there's a surge. If we're awake after 11 p.m., we get this cortisol surge to keep you awake, and we don't want that. So we want to be in bed. We want to have that cortisol on its way down. We don't want to do anything to spike the cortisol. We want, you know, melatonin, uh, our natural melatonin production. That's a lot of people take melatonin thinking it's good for them. It can actually interrupt your sleep. But uh, we want a good melatonin production and not a cortisol production. And what's nice, if you stay up past that point, you're going to start craving food. So um, it's at a melatonin secretion start. So you want to make sure that before you're going to bed, before you start secreting melatonin. Right. Yeah. And so what and, about with the, when talking about the cortisol, what's the other thing that we can do within, that we don't want to do within two hours of bed at a time? Um, well, we don't want to eat a bunch of food. And what's the other thing with us as fitness professionals, what do we not oh. want to do those two hours? Which is our number one. Number five. Okay. We're going to to the next one. I'm sorry. I missed that one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so number five is you want to exercise heavy. Um, you don't want to release a lot of cortisol by exercising, doing power lifting or, you know, Olympic weightlifting or, you know, sprinting intervals. Those are probably bad ideas. Generally, the type of exercise you want to do is... Um, the Czech Institute calls them zone exercises, which are working in relaxation exercises. Um, light yoga, not power yoga or hot yoga. Those are best to be avoided. And, um, or Tai Chi. Tai Chi would be really good. You're just trying to relax the body, relax the nervous system. Right. So, and... Yeah, so we want to we want to start bringing you down. We were talking about winding you down two hours before bedtime. That's exercise. We want to make sure that we're getting you in that restorative phase of of the night. Right, and then something you know, if you if you just want to go and walk around the block to relax yourself, make sure that it's our breathing so slowly that your tongue stays wet and. Um, I like to say, like, you 
keep your mouth closed and you just breathe through your nose and you can do the four by four breathing. Breathe in four, hold it for four, breathe out four, hold right. it out for four. And that's a good way to relax your system and make sure, like I tell my clients, you're moving painfully slow. It's um, really slow, relaxed movements where you're just focused on relaxing. Those are our top five, five ways to help get better sleep, to fix your sleep. You can try one or more of them, just see how you feel. Right. And the best thing about it is like really think about how you feel in the morning when you get up. If you wake up and you feel rested, if you have energy throughout the day, and then you go to sleep, you know, in the night, evening, you start to relax and you go to sleep easily, easily. your sleep's probably, probably good. If you uh, wake up groggy, you drink a cup of coffee, and then you perk up really, you know, you become really alert. Mm -hmm. And then about three o'clock, you're like, oh my gosh, I need a nap. You get super tired. And then as soon as the sun goes down, you perk up again and then can't go to sleep. That's a sign you've got some pretty big issues going on. Right. You've got some cortisol imbalances and you need to uh, really address the stress in your life and your sleep. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's several things that we would do. And so we are going to look at not only that sleep cycle, what's going on there. We're going to obviously take care of these free things because these are our first thing. But then we're also going to look at from a nutritional standpoint, what's going on in your diet? What's going on in your exercise? What is uh, going on from a supplement standpoint? Because at that point in time, we're going to take things a little bit to a higher level to get you sleeping better. Yeah, so um, those are all, I think those are all great things to look at. I think folks don't realize it's whenever you don't feel good, it's, um, it's never just one thing. It's uh, mm -hmm. things overlap. Like your, uh, if your sleep's bad, it's hard to have good nutrition because you crave crappy food. If you crave crappy food, sometimes it's hard to sleep. If you exercise too much or too little, sometimes your body's, you know, not working right. You're going to crave good or bad food and sleep well or not so well. So it's all a teeter totter of balancing everything out. Correct. So, yeah, so that's our top five tips for getting better sleep, and simple and easy ways to do that. So uh, if you've got questions, obviously hit us up on email, which is fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com, or hop on over to Facebook and like us there, leave us a message. Don't forget to go into iTunes and hit the right. like button. Or hit us, Give us a five-star if you think we are, and let us know what types of things that you would like to hear from us. We would be more than happy to take some guidance, and see what we can do to improve your life. Perfect. Well, it's been great talking to you, Ryan. And what do you have coming up next week? Well, this next week, I after the flying pig, I've got all kinds of new clients that are going to be coming on board. So I've got a bunch that are there. I've got a couple of new projects that are in the works that I'm doing as well for some business. This weekend, i got a really cool event that I'm going to, which is a men's night out which is uh tuxes and steaks so i'm going out with a bunch of other businessmen and we are all dressing up in tuxes and going to a high-end steak restaurant here in cincinnati so i'll be dining on uh, some some good quality meat cool well i'm going to my good friends uh graduation for graduate school this weekend 
Great. And I'm finishing putting in my garden. Exciting. <laughs> so, um, and uh, that's pretty much what I have planned. Awesome. Sounds like a great weekend. So, any uh, any other good things? Have you found any recently? Any new um, farmers markets or any good butchers or anything like that? Because that actually uh, well, I still get my meat from um from the meat shop. Okay. So pretty much standard. I um I get my fruits and vegetables here in Phoenix and in Arizona. We have this thing called Bountiful Baskets, and it's a co-op for um, organic food. So you don't get to pick what kind of food it is. It's $25, and um, it's a basket of organic fruits and vegetables, and it lasts a week. So it's a super good deal. Right. That sounds like our green bean delivery that we have here in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's like um, bountifulbaskets.org here. And then um, I uh, I actually missed my friend's raw food um, class yesterday, but um, there's – they. If you, uh, anyone out there is looking for resources on good quality fruits, vegetables, meats, um, the Weston A. Price Foundation in your area, um, the leader in the area is, is a resource for all those things. Right. So, um, although some areas, Western, depending on where you're at, some leaders are better than others. Right. Ours in the Cincinnati area is uh, a smaller group. They used to have meetings. They've kind of gotten out of the meetings. And uh, me being in northern Kentucky versus Cincinnati, I was actually talking to them, and they they were asking me about potentially starting up a group in northern Kentucky. I don't have really have the time to do that right now, but it's something that I'm uh, potentially checking into to have a Weston A. Price group here. So we will see or how that comes. Well, maybe someone who's listening to the podcast will be like, oh, I would love to do that. And then right. we would be like, that's great. So, uh, Absolutely. Oh, something cool coming up, and I don't know why I forgot this. I'm starting swim lessons on um, Saturday for um, to become a better swimmer. So I have uh, people think, because I've done a few half Ironmans and an Ironman, that I'm a, I'm a good swimmer. Which, that is not a requirement for doing an Ironman. No. Just being able, because the time limit is pretty generous. If you can float, move forward, um, you can usually finish the Ironman swim time. <laughs> so, um, But um, a lot of my friends have gone to um, the swim coach here, Frank Souls, And I decided for Mother's Day, that was the Mother's Day gift I wanted, is swim lessons. So I'm going to... Um, Go see him, and he's, he says he guarantees that he could get 10 minutes off my time. Wow. Which, if you're a good swimmer, that's huge, but yeah. I'm a really crappy swimmer, so <laughs> my um, my half Ironman time is about 45 minutes. Okay. So. so if he could get me down to 35 minutes, oh my goodness, I'd be so happy. Yep. So it's all about efficiency. It's not about conditioning. You know, oh, conditioning oh, is obviously yeah. a big thing, but, you know, the same way whenever I'm working with my running athletes, it is not about... Uh, you know, better conditioning always. If we can take somebody who's well-conditioned and we can get them more efficient, they're just going to blow through their old PRs. Right. And that's, I know that my swimming is lack of efficiency and um, directional issues because mm-hmm. I'm sure whatever the ho- the course distance, the one point, um, one point. two or the 1.2 miles, why mm-hmm. Yeah, Why is it. my brain working that I don't know it's 1.2 miles? Um, the um, 
I probably swim one and a half miles because right. I'm back and forth and all over the place. Right. It's really pretty sad. So it's always about course correction, though, and siding in and, and getting there. But, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. I mean, getting in there and getting – and I've worked with a coach as well before, and it definitely helps. And, and I'm not a great swimmer either, and that's one of the things I need to be back in the pool and working with a coach to get my efficiency and get my body position in the water. Uh, I do like the Swim Smooth program. There's a lot of things that are involved there, and you can you can visually do it. So if you've got somebody who's wanting to learn how to – be a better swimmer when they don't really want to hire a coach. Um, you can get some little things from the Swim Smooth program, but you're so much more efficient yeah, just... working with a coach. They're going to point out everything. I mean, that's a, you know, great, great athletes, you know, Tiger Woods or what, they all have coaches because the coach sees things that you can't. I know. And let me tell you, with swimming, you may think that you have, um, well, with anything, swimming, cycling, running, mm -hmm. you think that you have good form or you read something or watch a video and you're like, I'm doing that. But it's your um, the cognitive cognitive distance between what you see and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty big you know, variability there. Yeah. So I am super excited about the swim coach. I'm uh, um, I used to think that, uh, you know, swimming. Is has a lot of. Swimming's mostly form and efficiency, and but I thought it was more important than necessarily like um, running or um, cycling. But all of it requires a lot of efficiency. So, mm -hmm. well, we are um, coming up on time, and I could probably rattle on about running and swimming and cycling efficiency for hours. As could I. But um, we won't talk about that anymore because. I need to go and get on my bike for a two-hour bike race. And what do you have coming up today? Um, I have a client coming up here in a little bit. She has her. She has a half Ironman next weekend at the Ooh. Rev 3 in Knoxville, Tennessee, on her way to uh, a couple other races, but finalizing at Ironman Louisville this year. So she's uh, one of my clients that we were uh, getting taken care of. She's coming back from injury and stronger and faster than she's ever been. Oh, perfect. That's nice. So, so that's where I'm on my way to. Then I've got to then put a little little bit of time in at the at the running store at Buckeye Running Company here in Cincinnati up on the north side. So I do a little part-time work for them, uh, fitting people in shoes and making sure they're in the right shoe for them. Very cool. Well, that yeah. sounds exciting. Yeah. I, um, after my bike ride, I'm heading up to Flagstaff to my friend's graduation. Awesome. Well, it sounds great. So it sounds like we've got full weekends, and we will catch you next week for an another episode of the Fitness Nerdcast. Great. I will talk to you later, Ryan. Thanks, Stephanie. Talk to you later.